Welcome to the Dollar Wise Podcast. At HFM, one of the most significant values we provide our clients is leveraging our experience helping hundreds successfully navigate through life's transitions. On this podcast, our advisor team explores some of the questions we get every day from our clients. We share some insights on financial topics, and we interview some fantastic professionals from our vast network. Our hope is that you leave with some food for thought and some good ideas to consider. Thank you for joining us. On today's episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast, I am once again joined by Bill Webb from Saratoga Benefit Services. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Absolutely. I know you are our second, excuse me, our first second timer on the podcast. You're for our first repeat guest. Exactly. Yeah. It's good to be back. I know last time we were on a Zoom call, so it's good to be in the office, uh, in the studio and seeing everything face to face and in person. I remember when we had started this podcast and I had kind of talked to you about some of the things we wanted to do and you were like right on board, which I totally appreciated because at that time I had no clue what I was doing. Absolutely. Well, it's good <laughs> to be here. Excited to be back. So you've got a real professional operation now, so it's exciting we to be here and really see how good, things you know? See how things have grown from just two guys on a laptop that's to a whole right, studio. That's right. Well, today we want to talk, kind of elaborate on what we had discussed on the last episode, which we are going to post in the show notes. So if you want to check out that first episode that Bill and I did, we talked about just the basics of going through the process for looking at Medicare supplement plans and all that kind of stuff. We're going to link to that in the show notes. But in this episode, we want to just reiterate some of the basics from a high level. And then we're going to go into some things that people get wrong when they apply for a Medicare or when they look at becoming Medicare eligible. And then finally, we're going to talk about a question that I get a lot from my clients that are going towards that age. And they're trying to figure out what is even the difference between a supplement plan and an advantage plan or a part C plan. So I definitely want to get into that. But to start us off, why don't you give us a little background quick on Saratoga Benefit Services and how you got into the Medicare? Absolutely. Yeah. So Saratoga Benefits, we are a family owned business started by my mom. This is our 23rd year in business. I joined her, actually my work anniversary, four years ago this past Saturday. So we focus on employee benefits for small and mid-sized businesses, as well as working with individuals in the Medicare market who are turning 65 or getting ready to retire and help them figure out their timelines, costs, and options when it comes to Medicare coverage. It's such an important decision. And it's one of those things that people only do it once. So expecting to be an expert or expecting to figure it all out in one shot, not going to happen probably. Exactly. Exactly. So we saw the need and really focused on it, especially in the beginning of COVID and have grown that practice. And it's been great to work with retirees and all of these people as they transition into retirement and focus on their healthcare, their options, and get a plan that works for them as they transition into a new part of their life. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about some of the specifically deadlines. I know this podcast is going to drop September 1st, but some of the deadlines that are coming up this fall that we see with relation to Medicare that people should be aware of. The deadlines are interesting because they can depend, depending on if you're first becoming eligible, depending on the size of your employer. So there's a lot of different deadlines. And that's why Medicare is not a one size fits all thing. It's depending on how many employees your employer has, if you might have some disability or something, what your timelines are can be completely different. What we're coming up on now is open enrollment. So open enrollment is a time where you can switch your Part D drug plan, enroll in a different Advantage plan, switch from a supplemental plan into an Advantage plan. And that's a time period that, again, starts October 15th for your coverage to start on January 1st. 
When it comes to the Part D plans, that's really, I think, one of the things that people forget about or don't utilize. And your open enrollment period is a time where you can change that plan. So as you get older, maybe you get prescribed different drugs. The plans can change, so they can change their formularies for the drugs that are covered. And with that, people's costs change. So the premium for the plan might not change, but the way they cover your prescriptions could. So you could be paying much more out of pocket. And it's important to revisit these plans every year during the open enrollment period to make sure you're in a plan that works and covers you the best way possible. So that way you're not paying high out-of-pocket costs for your prescription drugs. So that's something I really wanted to stress today as we come into this open enrollment period is for people to look into this, search for their drugs, or reach out to someone like me to you know help them analyze their plan options and make sure that they're not getting caught in a plan for 2022 that is not in their best interest or could cost them a lot of money. That's actually a great segue because one of the things I definitely wanted to cover was what are some of the things that people get wrong when they sign up for a Medicare plan or when they go about this process? One of the main things is their initial enrollment period. So as I had mentioned, timelines being affected by the size of your employer. If you work for an employer that's less than 20 employees, Medicare is your primary coverage. So if you don't enroll in Medicare Parts A and B when you first turn 65, you could find your group plan not paying for claims or not paying what typically Part A and B would be expected to cover. And that's a great, just as a hit on that, because we work with small businesses as well. Those small businesses, less than 20 people, are probably the types of businesses that don't have a dedicated HR person who's going to tell you, by the way, you need to make sure you sign up for Part A and Part B. It's probably the business owner or maybe an office manager, and they probably don't even know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So on the Saratoga benefits side, we work with a lot of small businesses. So I always go through and make sure if they're a small employer, less than 20 employees, that their employees are getting into a med, at least signing up for part A and B when they're first available. Now that brings me to the other timeline, which is your initial enrollment period, which is a seven month period that starts three months before the first day of your 65th birthday month and ends three months after your 65th birthday month. So during that period, that's when you want to enroll in Medicare Part A and B. And then also your supplement, that's when you're in a guaranteed issue period. And you can enroll in one of these Medicare supplement plans, regardless of any health issues, no medical underwriting, and you can enroll in that seven-month period. Anytime after that, you could be faced with penalties, or you could have delays in the start of your coverage up to seven or eight months. So really important to kind of be on top of this and start thinking about your health care and your Medicare coverage up to six months before your 65th birthday. So a lot of planning goes into it. I know that it seems like even when we talk to our clients that are going towards retirement, one of the things that I always like to remind people and people have this sense that if I'm going to retire early, quote unquote, which is people think about that when they retire before 65, say, or before social security age, they're worried about the cost of medical insurance, which makes perfect sense. But what they probably don't realize is that even once you reach Medicare age, it's not this panacea of free coverage. It still costs money. And having a good handle on what that might cost you, making sure you're in the right plan and realizing that you're going to be making an investment. So you got to make sure you're in the right spot. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm sure many of the listeners here see how expensive their healthcare coverage is. And the coverage offered by Medicare is very good coverage. It's certainly, I would say, dollar for dollar the best coverage you can get in America. That being said, a lot of people think that it's free and it's certainly not free. There's a lot of costs that are involved in it. Some that some might say are hidden costs or costs that are affected by your income. So what's called IRMA is your income related monthly annual adjustment, which is an adjustment to your part B and part D premium based on how much money you've made 
in the two years prior to your Medicare enrollment. So basically, if you're enrolling in Part B and your income is above certain levels, your Part B premium, which starts this year, I believe the cost is $148.30 is the base level, can be adjusted up to over $700 a month. And that's if you're in the top income level making above, I think it's $750,000 a year. So that's another thing that I always tell people to think about because you can appeal that based on certain circumstances in your life. So if you retire and you have a significant drop in your income, your IRMA can change and you'll be able to save several hundred dollars a month if you appeal that and you meet certain criteria to meet the appeal process and lower your IRMA. So that's another thing that typically during the fourth quarter when I'm meeting with people for their Part D plans and possibly enrolling in a supplement, I ask them, have you gone through any of these criteria that might qualify you for an adjustment to your IRMA rates? So that's another big thing, especially with you as a financial planner that can help people save thousands of dollars a year. We started using this software that helps us do some, we don't do tax returns. We're not qualified to perform tax advice or anything like that, but we do often talk to people about the implications of things that they do. So a lot of people get hung up on the fact that it may be wage or salary related, this money that they make, quote unquote, which could put them in these higher tiers. But also it could be things like taking out excess withdrawals from your retirement funds or doing Roth conversion, stuff like that, that triggers these other things. And so you really have to have a good sense of what does your income look like and why does it look that way? And is that going to have an effect on your Medicare rates? Absolutely. And often it really does. And people don't realize that. And it has a major effect and costs you a lot of money. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit more about this idea of We know that Medicare Part A, Part B, and then Part D, those are somewhat tangentially related to the federal government. But then there's this other piece, and that's where Medicare supplement plans and Part C and Advantage plans come in. And I think that's where people, at least the ones I talk to, a lot of my clients, get a little confused, is they know what Medicare is, or they think they know, they have a basic understanding, but this other piece that they know they should have, but they don't really get what the differences are and how to choose what's right for them. I'll take it from the top, talk a little bit about Part A and B. Part A is, for most people, free. You pay into Social Security your whole life. If you've worked 40 quarters or 10 full years, you will have Part A for free. If you have not met, well, for free, I mean, you're paying your Social Security <laughs> taxes, so it's not free. But, but uh, There is no free, there's uh, included. Right, it's included, included in yes, what you all, paid for 40 all, years. All included Part <laughs> yeah, A. Yeah. If you haven't worked those 40 quarters, depending on how many you've worked, you'll pay a certain amount for that coverage. So that's another thing. Typically, you might have a stay-at-home spouse or something, and they might not have met those quarters, and that can be pretty expensive for Part A. But Part A covers your hospital coverage and things that might happen in a hospital, and it covers 80%. Part B is for medical coverage, going to the doctor, medical equipment, anything like that, and again, covers 80%. Part C, also called Medicare Supplement, Medigap, A lot of different names. People get a little confused, but Medicare Supplement, Medigap, Part C, all the same thing. That is your supplemental plan that goes over top of Part A and B and fills in that extra 20% to give you 100% coverage. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. And then another option you have there outside of the supplement, Medigap, Part C, is Medicare Advantage. And we'll go into that a little bit later too. That actually replaces Medicare Part A and B and is its own private health care plan. And it has to meet, the government basically has base levels of what those plans have to cover. And then the private carriers can add different benefits onto that if they please. And then finally, the last part is Part D. Part D is your prescription drug coverage. 
That also is affected by the IRMA, like I said earlier. And these are separate plans. You have to sign up for them in addition. Typically, they have a premium that's not too expensive, but you'll have a deductible co-pays and then some cost sharing when it comes to your prescription drugs. So the question here was really about the supplemental plans versus the Advantage plans. So you typically only have one or the other. I mean, that's you have, how it works. Exactly. Right? You only have one or the other. Yeah. So we'll start with supplemental plans. So the supplemental plans, they supplement parts A and B. Typically, they help cover the Part B deductible. They have a national network. So these plans are, you've probably heard of Plan G, Plan N, Pretty Plan standardized, D, right? You know, all standardized. So no matter what carrier you're using, the coverage is exactly the same. A Plan G with Aetna is the same as one with United Healthcare, is the same with AARP. All the coverage is the same. The rates change a little bit depending on how much the carrier, what their cost is to administer the plan. So some are cheaper than others, but the coverage is all the same. They also have a national network. So the Center for Medicare Services determines that every provider in the country has to accept these plans. So if they accept Medicare, they accept these plans. And the statistic is that 96% of medical providers accept Medicare supplement plans and the 4% that don't are pediatricians. So (laughs) if you have these plans, if you live in New Jersey and you have a Medicare supplement plan G, plan N, whatever it may be, you can go to Johns Hopkins, Sloan Kettling, you can fly out to California and get coverage. If you need surgery, you can go wherever you want. And no pre-authorization. If the doctor says, hey, you need knee surgery, you go and you get a knee surgery. It's really good coverage and a low deductible, typically under a few hundred dollars. And then after you reach that, usually 100% coverage. So really, really good plans. And again, there is a premium for these plans. And it's less than what you would find in the marketplace for a standard health plan. I mean, it's less than what I pay for my health insurance. And I'm a pretty young guy. So it's a good deal and very good coverage. The Advantage plans, on the other hand, are, are different. So a lot of them are lesser premium. Some of them are no premium and they're, they're I've free. I've seen that. And that's yeah. probably where a lot of times we get the question. People are like, well, this is free. Exactly. Why, why yeah. I get this? Yeah. And people see Joe Namath on TV talking about <laughs> yeah. this Medicare supplement or Medicare Advantage plan. And we get a, a lot of questions about that all the time. And they're good for some people. They're not good for everybody. And same with the supplemental plans. The Advantage plans are different. So typically they are HMO plans. So they have a defined network. You can go to certain providers and you're going to be covered at a higher level than if you go to others. Some, you can only go to doctors and facilities within the Philadelphia area. You can't go outside of that area. Which is kind of similar to how traditional health insurance works in Uh, many cases, right? Absolutely. It is. So up here, we've talked to a lot of people that spend maybe the winters down in Florida and the summers up here. For those people, typically I tell them, you want to be in a supplemental plan, not an advantage plan. But typically if someone's sticking around and they're staying home and they don't have plans to go anywhere... An advantage plan might work for them. The advantage plans also typically can include Part D drug coverage. Some have gym membership benefits, but they have, like I said, those confined networks. A lot of them are managed care plans. So I mentioned the doctor says you need a knee surgery. You can just go get it with a supplemental plan. In some cases, if your doctor says, hey, your knee is no good, you need a knee surgery, they'll say, okay, well, let's do six months of physical therapy first. We'll see how you react if you're is okay. Is it no good? Are you and sure? Then, yeah, we'll double check. And then at the end of that, we'll say, okay, you're approved and you can get the surgery. So there's a little more hoops to jump through. The other thing is with these plans, They might have little or no premium, but there's going to be costs when you go to get care. And every year, the out-of-pocket maximum that's topped out by the law is acceptable. Changes a little bit. It always goes up. It never goes down. I think it's up over $7,000 this year. So, And some have lower ones, but some have the highest acceptable is over $7,000. So you can be exposed to that. Whereas some of the 
supplemental plans, you're not. So, but then again, you're saving on the premium side. So it, say, it kind of sounds a lot like the analogy is similar to health insurance where you could pay a PPO prime plan. You're going to pay a lot in premiums necessarily relative, but you go to the doctor, everything's covered versus a high deductible plan or something like that where the premiums lower normally. But when you go to get care, that's when you pay. Absolutely. And the final difference too, well, two more actually, one is the skilled nursing care. So the Advantage plans typically offer coverage up to like 20 days of skilled nursing care, where the supplemental plans offer up to 100. So that's if you go, let's say you get that knee surgery or you have to get a heart surgery or something, you're in the hospital for three weeks, you're spending the last couple of weeks figuring out how you're going to not be using skilled nursing care in some of these Advantage plans, whereas you've got 100 days under the supplemental plan and you can have a little less stress when it comes to do I have to get out of here or not? So that's a major advantage to the supplemental plans over the advantage plans. As well, some of your facilities, like your retirement homes or assisted living places, have rules in regards to some of the advantage plans because of that skilled nursing provision. So they might want a supplemental plan because there's a doctor on site or something like that. And you might find yourself in a skilled nursing facility within the retirement home. So just another thing to think about and something that maybe at 65, you're not thinking about, but you got to think down the road about all that. And that brings me to my next point, which is people tend to think, oh, well, I'll just join an advantage plan for now. And then down the road, if I have health problems, I'll get into one of the supplement plans. And that's unfortunately not how it works. So during your initial enrollment period, you can join a supplemental plan with no underwriting. You're in no matter what you've got going on. Which means on. they're not going to look at your pre-existing conditions. No looking, look they that. don't look at anything. As long as you're turning 65, you're in. But after that period, if you want to go into one of these plans, you'll have to go through medical underwriting where they'll look at health history, any procedures, lists of prescription drugs, all of that stuff. So if you enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan right off the bat when you turn 65 and eventually you want to switch in, you're not guaranteed to get admitted. And the other thing too is at any time, if you go into a supplemental plan, you can drop down into a Medicare Advantage plan during the open enrollment period, but you can't do the opposite. So you I bet have, a lot of people don't know that. They don't. And that's what I kind of advise people. I say, listen, you're healthy now. What's your family's health history like? How are your parents? Were they in skilled nursing facilities for a long time? And think about that when you're making this choice. So that way, you know, you're not shooting yourself in the foot for later down the road. Well, it sounds like there's definitely a lot of considerations to be made and more a reason to have a guide who knows what they're talking about and does this all the time. So why don't you give us a sense of how to get in touch with you, Bill? You can find us on all social media. We're on LinkedIn and Facebook. We've been putting out a lot of videos just going into the basics about Medicare and health insurance in general. I encourage you to follow us on there and there's some great tips on there. Or you can reach me at our website. We have two websites, www.saratogabenefits.com and then saratogamedicareadvisors.com. And then always reach me by email, bweb at saratogabenefits.com or on the phone, 856-642-2949. That's great, Bill. Thanks. And we'll put all that stuff in the show notes so everybody has it and they can reference it if they need to in this episode. Perfect. Sounds great. Thanks again for joining us, Bill. And thank you all for listening to this episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. As a reminder, we did just start our YouTube channel where we will be highlighting some of our social content and social videos. So we're building up a historical place there where you can reference things. If you have any questions, anything you want us to cover in a video or in an episode of the podcast, email me at J Gabrielli, G-A-B-R-I-E-L-I at hfmadvisors.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. 
At HFM, our mission is to educate and empower our clients to make wise financial decisions. If you'd like to learn more, please visit us at hfmadvisors.com. The Dollar Wise Podcast is presented by HFM Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor firm. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer for sale or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. All investments involve risk and are not guaranteed. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as a recommendation appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.